Shalom Aleichem, good Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom. People, I hope you're having a great Friday. The weekend's here, enjoy it. Let's get right into a crazy Mashuga episode where I was talking to a magician from my childhood. I know this sounds like a dream, trust me. And we talked about how to travel and retire early and succeed in business. Uh, let's get right into it. All right, my chevra, let's do this. That's my gang, my company, my, my mishpocha. All right, let's do this. So, I, long story, you're probably wondering from that intro, what was I talking about? So when I was seven or eight years old, my sister's friend at Central Secondary School, high school, he knew magic tricks. He knew how to juggle. He was like a clown slash magician. And it was a side hustle as a teenager. And it makes sense now, after talking to him, that he was a side hustler because ugh, he has done a lot with his life. And you're wondering, why did I even talk to this guy? How did I find him? Because it's been literally 18 years since I'd even seen him. So my sister says, hey, Zev, actually to my whole family, she said, you guys remember Doug Price, this guy, he did magic at your birthday party. I said, no way, the guy that was juggling apples and he'd eat an apple while juggling it. Yes, he went on a sabbatical for six months after cashing in a awesome investment apparently he gambled on some stocks and won so he used some money to travel and i said rachel i've got to schmooze it up with this guy i need to know the chokhmah that he has in regards to all the things i want i want to travel for six months straight so it was perfect so we set up the zoom call and you know your boy asked all the questions and boy did i get chokhmah back this was incredible so without further ado and i took notes here we go he says it's very important you outline your goals when you travel. Plan accordingly. Like you got like literally your goals for travel. Not just your itinerary. No, what are your goals when traveling? Do you want to see new landscapes? Do you want to meet people? Do you want to eat food? Do you want to work while you travel? Write it out and read it every day. That's what he said. And he actually showed me the list he keeps in his wallet of things he reads every day, like the, the goals and, and um, yeah, the things he plans accordingly for. He also told me, and if, Sorry, sorry. I cut my own thought off because if you think any of this is really random, it's because it is. I was, I ran out of room, so I had to like use random parts and like the information doesn't necessarily correlate with the time frame of the conversation. So like all this information, some of it could have been at the end of the conversation. Some of it could have been at the beginning of the conversation. Bear with me here. But the next point he said, what is the conversation you could have with future you? What would you say to future you? How would you thank yourself? If you could talk to future you, live your life that way. And he says that conversation you have, definitely listen to that higher self. And if you didn't follow that, I'm saying like when you talk to yourself, that is you talking with your higher self, what you truly want and know that will help you big time. Apparently now he says that the quality of living in cheap countries is very low. Cause here I was, I wanted to go to Guatemala, Panama, Nicaragua, Vietnam, Thailand, the places where it's really the currency exchange hack is awesome. It's a baba. You can truly off a thousand dollars in Nepal, for example, thousand bucks a month. You can live a great life like a king. However, he says, be prepared to shit in holes, literally to shit in holes is what he said. And that is the trade-off you get when you're going to visit third world countries where it's super cheap. Actually, Venezuela, Colombia, these are places that is, it's also very cheap. Yes, if you're wondering, I have still been learning lots of Spanish and Hebrew. 
Ah, yo, yo ah, tengo, yo tengo aprendiendo español burda ese días. Yo disfruto aprendiendo español porque mi amigable maestra Diana es muy muy tipo para mí. Muy pentione cuando yo aprendiendo contigo. Ah, con, yeah. yeah, see. Anyways, I'm going back to English. Sorry for that cringiness. Apparently, the most expensive part of the trip is the plane ticket. So that's kind of common sense. Moving on, he says traveling gives a person the oddball effect. This is interesting. This is a cool mental model. Let me elaborate. The oddball effect is when you feel like you are living longer. <laughs> I don't know why it's called that. I didn't ask him. However, think about this when you experience new things your brain is receiving way more stimulus it has to process more therefore you feel time goes slower because more processing means more glitching in your simulation so <laughs> that's kind of a joke so whereas if you've done the same thing over and over and over your brain gets very efficient at processing the stimulus around you if you're doing things for the first time your brain is inefficient at uh, uh, breaking down the stimulus around you therefore time seems to slow down even though it doesn't actually and you feel like you live a longer life when you travel a lot and that's why he was a big fan of the traveling he also had a really cool point he calls this 11 through 89 it's a saying that he likes to follow 11 through 89 Doug 11 through 89 what you're wondering is because when people are cutting huge stones, it takes roughly a hundred slams or whatever until the stone cracks, but you don't actually see that the stone is breaking until the hundredth hit. So he says it's very poetic in that he lives his life that way. The first 10, you're, you're fired up. You're extremely motivated. Then 11, you start to go, oh, this sucks. This is hard work. You keep slamming at the rock. Once you've hit 90 and you know you got 10 to go, you get motivated again, you keep cooking. So it's the 11 through 89 reps that suck and you have to just get through. And that is what, how he lives his life apparently. So I hope that helps. Uh, next, he says, uh, oh, he didn't end up, okay, there was like a planning versus strategy thing. He didn't give me that video, so I'll skip that part. The five second rule is something he coined when you travel. He says, Within five seconds, if you're in a group or out in public, within five seconds, say something to a stranger. So if you're at the bus stop, the elevator, et cetera, et cetera, and you come up next to a stranger, you have to, in five seconds, he recommends that you start a conversation. He says the amount of opportunities and experiences he got that he wouldn't have gotten otherwise were mashuga, mamish gashmak, because he just started a conversation out of nowhere. Five second rule, people. So he says three weeks in Nepal is worth a thousand bucks, and that's splurging. Other countries, you could be 2000 a month, uh, which is so cheap. Like my passive income right now is at about 1800 give or take a few hundred every month. And I could literally then go and retire in one of those countries if I really wanted to. He says, write everything down when you travel. And I actually, fun fact, people, I have a travel diary. And it was something I started in Israel because we, the itinerary was so packed on that trip that I couldn't have remembered everything. Therefore, I started a diary. And then I thought, you know what? It would be pretty cool to go back to this diary throughout my entire life and recall all my trips. And I could give this diary to my kids, friends, and people could read my memoirs. So I said, uh, I was about to swear, but screw it. 
I'm gonna also track my Vancouver trip. <laughs> so I tracked the entire Vancouver trip on this diary and I'm so glad I did it. I wish I did this earlier for everything and uploaded it to the cloud, but it's okay. I'm gonna have tons of travel left in my life. But yeah, like, like when I went to PEI, when I went to Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Orlando, uh, Chicago. Yeah, these are places I really wish I uh, had uh, written down like a travel diary, but whatever. I can explain those stories in person. That's, that's the same. That's just as good. Anyways, we're moving on. We're moving faster. So Simon Sinek has a video called the infinite game. Um, he, he pretty much the gist of it is fall in love with the process. And we were talking a lot about falling in love with the process. Like a lot. That's something Doug really likes because he, he wants to reach financial independence and retire early as well. But he knows that what next? Like when you reach that point, what next? So he realizes the process is what we fall in love with, which I agree. And he made a great point. He says progress is happiness. And notice I said progress, not process. So progress is what makes us feel fulfilled and alive. We love progressing. That's why you can't compare to anyone else, people. You've got to just keep progressing in regards and in, in relation to your life and you will get such fulfillment aka naches in yiddish um which is joy being verklempt with naches and i'm telling you people like that really rings true to, to me at least because in my life i can think of everything that i've progressed on it makes me feel proud of myself that's true pride so find something in your life you can progress on and you will be fulfilled i guarantee it until you start comparing because comparison is the thief of joy never forget that Anyways, moving on. Assume, this is a quote, assume it will it will take double the time to build passive income towards financial independence. That's what I literally quoted Doug Price like he was the next Gandhi. Uh, but yeah, so I guess I got to be more patient than uh, I am because I have a five-year goal to reach financial independence. We'll see. I also believe in Parkinson's law, people. So if Parkinson's law, for those not familiar, if I told you to write an essay in a night, you do it in one night. If I told you to take a month, you take a month. That's Parkinson's laws. We give ourselves these, these boxes. And uh, I'm here to tell you that you can jump outside that box. You just got to create your own box. And that's what I do here. My five-year goal, I don't care if I fail. I, I have told myself that life will suck if I don't do that. And I don't fully believe that. It's more of like this mental thing of like, I'll probably trick myself even if it takes seven years instead of five. That's still freaking fast compared to... Um, most people who take 40 years to retire. So yeah, I know that sounds super radical, but there's also a lot of context there because I am in a very fortunate situation regarding property. And that is why I kind of have a head start. So anyways, now you know my my goal, my big goal in life is the fi five years from now. And yeah, that's why he said, Zev, chill, just like it might take double the time. And I'm, I'm open for that because I love the progress. Uh, sorry, yeah, the process. I'm telling you, like my my routine oh geschmack in, in my life right now i love it i could do this routine forever but that kind of scares me as well because this future zev want this routine i don't know do i want kids do i want to live in a different city future zev will have to tell you always say yes is what doug said as well by the way always say yes when on vacation and people ask hey you think you want to do this hey what about this always say yes reminds me of the movie yes man eh Yes, man, where he's always saying yes. Like, what if people offer you? I remember the amount of times people try to give me tchotchkes in, in like Israel. Ugh, like, if I said yes to everything, I'd be broke and I'd be a shlemiel, a fool, a yutz. Sorry, usually I cut that up and pause, but I'm just on a roll, so I'm not even pausing this. I just took a big fat drink. Okay, 
<laughs> I, I don't know if you guys thought it was going to end with something else, but big fat drink. Whenever you feel nervous slash excited, do it. It always pays off, says Doug. <laughs> Dougie. Dougie with the, with the chokhmah. Uh, he says, work nonstop now while I have no dependence. That, that hit home. I don't know if that's healthy, but Doug said there's work nonstop. Now, I'm in a weird position where it's not like I, can, I have unlimited work at my fingertips. I really have to fight to get clients. Actually, I think that's why personal trainers typically love their jobs is because it's not easy to get clients. It's not easy to get busy. In other fields, you can get really busy really quickly. You can't in personal training. So like, I'm always dying to get clients. I want to work my ass off, but I can't necessarily. Whereas some people, it's the opposite. They're actually trying not to work as much. I want to work as much as I can. That's actually why I took on the teaching job at the Hebrew Day School is because I wanted just more income and a little more time to be busy. I also started coaching in Hyde Park, London at the rep room once a week, sometimes twice, uh, plus a running thing on Sunday. So I get, just to add more income and time to my life. And so, yeah, I am trying to side hustle. Plus, I have to travel to Chatham every now and then for the property. So he told me so there's some books to read. When by Daniel Pink. It's apparently all about efficiency in life. Uh, he said there's another book called Write It Down, Make It Happen. I, you could probably guess what that's about. <laughs> And Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I've listened to that book summary. haven't read it. He says I have to read the book summary isn't enough. And The War of Art. I've heard about that. I Maybe I'll do the summary first. See if I like it and then read it. But I'm this type that lately I've been anti-book splurging. Like I want to read the same three books for years in a row. It does nothing, people, if you just read 12 books a year and never take action on any of them and just get romantic about it. You have to read one book and take action 12 months of the year. Simple as that. You'll get way more done doing that. Because let's be real, self-help kind of regurgitates information. A lot of it's the same. A lot of it rings true. A lot of it just makes you feel the same. Man, make it a habitual thing. Okay, create the habits. Folks, this is going to be a shorter episode because that is all. Am I missing something? No. That's That was, you know, it was a great conversation. And I even told him about the four principles of execution which i think you've listened to that episode yeah it's before this and i told him like listen i want an accountability buddy like let's have a weekly meeting and we go over our goals and we say did we crush the kpi did we crush the kpi and he was very like momish a machmir about it saying like listen i've tried this it failed i don't want to do it again unless we have to sign a contract together momish contract and like you know, we have to hold, stick to it. Like he was really strict about, about this whole accountability buddy thing. But if you guys haven't read four principles of execution and haven't listened to my podcast about it, do it. Such mind blowing information. You don't have to, you don't even have to read the book. You can literally just go watch the YouTube summaries and it still gives you as much value. Okay, folks. Good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom. Have a great weekend. I know I buzzed through this. I hope you got information out of it. Listen to it again if you want. Share with your friends. Um, on Apple Podcasts, rate five stars and review it. Folks, should I film this? Should I invest in like 300, 400 bucks in film equipment, good audio, and make this a real shtick? And maybe make an Instagram account and cut the video up? You tell me. Seriously, tell me. All right, take care. Have a good weekend. I love you all. Shalom Aleichem.